Welcome back, everyone, to Your Life, God's Word, where we take the principles found in Scripture and we apply them to our everyday lives, those areas that are most important, faith, family, and community. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope you are doing well, and we are here with another episode of Your Life, God's Word. I hope you've been enjoying the, uh, the content so far over the last several weeks, uh, a lot of things that, um, that I've been just wanting to go through, and I ha- I've had some good feedback and some good comments, and so uh, I definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. Speaking of feedback and comments, subscribe, like, share, all that fun stuff, but leave a comment uh, on the YouTube, the old YouTubes. <laughs> Uh, this this particular video, as well as uh, on Spotify, uh, go and leave a review, and that will help us to kind of trickle up in the algorithm, and as well as get uh, in front of more people. I recommend sharing these with people that you uh, believe can can find um, their way in the Word of God through these episodes. They can find uh, truth. People that will enjoy this. Uh, some folks. Um, are uh, you know, podcast people and some people aren't. But uh, if you if you do share the podcast and the YouTube video, again, that really helps us out a lot. And if it's blessing you, then that's something you can do to kind of pay it forward, give back, and it doesn't cost you a dime. If you'd like to contribute, if you'd like to support the channel anyway, you can definitely go to breadbreakers.com and give there because this podcast is a ministry, a part of Breadbreakers. Uh, currently, and we are uh, always open to you know people supporting and helping us out because we do a lot of stuff beyond this podcast, do a lot of things in the community. Uh, I mean, we do everything from um, you know drug rehabilitation and ministry on the streets to your Sunday morning teaching and preaching to things like this podcast, kids ministries, just all kinds of stuff. And so, if you like what we're doing, you want to support that then again, you can go to breadbreakers.com and do that. But if you don't want to support monetarily, go ahead, like, share, comment, and the rest, and that will help out greatly. So today, I just wanted to kind of shoot from the hip a little bit and talk a very high-level, very very generally about worldview, about worldview. Our worldview, how we how we look at the world, uh, how that trickles into our our lives, that that really matters a lot. Our uh, our Christian worldview, those of us that are that are Christians, sometimes gets tainted. Uh, we can we can go to church on Sundays. We can uh, believe some of the core doctrines about Christ, but it doesn't. It only impacts like our theology or our soteriology, how to be saved. It doesn't really, it doesn't really trickle into our lives. It doesn't impact how we act on the job. It doesn't impact our view of what the church is supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to impact society. It just kind of impacts. Well, I want to be saved, you know, eternally when I die or when uh, when Christ comes in His glorious appearing. Um, but but I would say that's because whoever thinks that way or, or doesn't uh, think in the way of what should the church be doing uh, in society, 
it's because they have a unbiblical worldview in that in that particular sphere. Our worldview matters. Our worldview should uh, be aligned with the Bible. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't believe the Bible, you're not a Christian, or you're some other faith, you're some other religion that maybe they they're okay with the Bible, but they don't really think it's uh, it's the Word of God or whatever it might be. This applies to you too, right? Your worldview matters. Your worldview matters. How you view the world, it matters. Someone who says, I don't believe in any kind of God, I don't believe in any kind of um, um, higher authority, well, that worldview has consequences, right? Uh, Beliefs have consequences. And uh, theology, for instance, matters. And... um, what you get is you get folks that might want to live moral. They might want society not to be just, you know, total Mad Max and, you know, might makes right and all that stuff. But there really is no way uh, to argue that that's how everybody should live. I mean, when I say no way, of course you can argue it. But at the end of the day, if there is no higher authority, then the only authority is whatever men say it is. If that's the only authority, if that's the only thing to strive for, the only ideal, the only truth, then might makes right really is true. And uh, if you set up your if you set up your system as a democracy and 51% of people say, hey, everybody with green eyes, we don't like them anymore. We think they're uh, defective and we want to put them in internment camps or slave camps or just kill them outright. Uh, then there... 51% voted, we set it up as a democracy, then I guess that we, we implement that into the law, and that's the law. And there really there really is no, there, there's nothing quote-unquote wrong with that if you don't believe in any kind of higher power, any kind of higher authority than just men. Than just men. I was listening to a podcast recently, and a guy was very eloquently, he seemed pretty sharp, he seemed... You know, like he like he had thought out uh, somewhat his ideas, and um, he was eloquent and uh, seemed to be able to think on his feet. But at the end of the day, his his viewpoint basically came down to, well, that's that's the law. This is the legal definition of. Uh, they were talking about murder and stuff, and this was the legal definition. This is what the law says. Well. What what about in a in a society if the law changes what the definition of murder is? It's it, it's only once you once you killed your third person that it's a problem. Uh, where where would you go with that? Right, this person did not have any kind of belief in in God, and so they were arguing from a well, this is how ultimately just how I think and how I feel. That's a worldview issue. When it comes to uh, certain religions across the world. Uh, the worldview matters. The, what they believe about the world matters. Uh, the, again, infamous 2001 uh, uh, terrorist attacks on uh, the United States here in, the, here in New York. Well, not here in New York, but here in the United States in uh, New York City. That was driven by a worldview that the people who flew those planes into the trade towers had. They had a specific worldview. They thought what they were doing was a righteous cause. They thought this was 
uh, going to please Allah. It was going to guarantee their uh, place in you know paradise or whatnot. And um, it, it, it's a worldview that that's how they view the world. With Christians, a lot of times, what happens is our worldview does not. Uh, it, it, it doesn't translate into much more than we just kind of go to church and I hope we can win some people uh, to be saved. Our worldview is often pushed way into the future, way into eternity, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't turn us into people that are like, whoa, we want to see the kingdom of God impact the world today, now. Uh, we don't develop the worldview of, I'd say, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, where Jesus says, hey, I've got all power in heaven and earth. You go and, and make disciples of the nations and teach them to observe, observe all that I've commanded you. Uh, we we kind of take that and just just say, hey, let's go baptize a bunch of people, right? Uh, let's let's build a let's build a little church over here, a little little nook, a little little place where we can hide in a cave until whatever happens happens at the end. And that happening at the end, again, is driven by worldview. If your worldview of eschatology, the things of the end, is such that, hey, Jesus is going to come rescue us out of a world that has just gone down the tubes and is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, then by and large, the majority of people who hold to that kind of worldview aren't really going to devote a whole lot of their lives and energy and effort and teaching and all that and resources to making this world better because it's not going to get better because it's already prophesied that it will get worse. If your worldview is, hey, no, actually, Jesus is going to uh, come for a world that has by and large uh, turned over to him, that he is ruling and reigning and he's going to come and just kind of finish it out, uh, then you might have a different view on things. Hey, we need to be impacting culture. We need to be influencing business. We need to be uh, infiltrating politics. We need to be in everything because Jesus is looking for the church to, to, to rule and reign as the kingdom of God here in the earth. Uh, that's a worldview. That's a way of looking at the world and 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 what what we should be doing as agents in the world. I believe that the scriptures should... Uh, impact us. I believe that the the walk with God, a relationship with Christ, should change our heart and mind, and it should change our hands as well. In other words, it should change our actions, what we do, how we behave. the 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 idea of worldview is not some new concept. Um, there are worldviews all across the spectrum from uh, from communism. Right, communism is a worldview. Marxism is a worldview. Uh, leftist liberalism, right? That is a worldview. It's a way of looking at the world. It's a, it's a belief system. Uh, you've got people who are, uh, you know, strict kind of free market capitalists, uh, libertarianism, for instance, right? That's a worldview. They don't necessarily want a, a, a large, powerful government or state. Uh, some of them even get into the, you know, there really there shouldn't be much of if any government, right? Uh, and that that's a worldview. That's a worldview. Live and let live, kind of you do you. I just, as long as you're not hurting me or hurting something, um, then you know we should just leave each other alone. That's a worldview. 
The worldview that Christ is king and he should reign in the earth is a worldview. That's a way of looking at the world. These are all uh, in conflict. There are overlaps here and there amongst these three that I've given. There's um, there's others, right? But uh, just quick off, kind of off the cuff, right? There there are some there are some overlapping ideas and things within these, but they are pretty pretty different, uh, pretty different worldviews. We need to have a biblical worldview. We need to look at the Bible and say, what does the Bible tell us? to uh, do in the world as Christians. What, 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 where, do we, where do we see Jesus' commands? Well, Jesus said that we should pray, our Father in heaven, right? hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus thought that our prayer should be for the reign of God, not just in heaven, not just one day in eternity, but right here on the earth. Let me just, let me read a quote. Let me read a quote for you. Uh, education is free. Freedom of education shall be enjoyed under the condition fixed by law and under the supreme control of the state. That is a quote by Karl Marx in uh, Das Kapital. And let me let me just tell you that he really believed that, and the, and his followers later over the decades uh, really believed that. Uh, everyone from Lenin to Stalin, to Pol Pot, Mao, and people today, right? Followers of, of Marxist ideology. The, the struggle between the oppressor and the oppressed. Uh, back then, it was more focused on the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, uh, more uh, class struggle, uh, socioeconomic struggle. And today, that's there, but today, there are lots of different... Uh, oppressor and oppressed categories that people in the West, right? Uh, Europe, Australia, Canada, right? We've got uh, the United States here, a lot of people in Western societies. This is how they've started to think in terms of a strict binary of oppressor and oppressed. And then there are different categories. Uh, if uh, If you are Christian then they kind of view you as oppressor and pretty much anything else is oppressed. If you are male, you are oppressor and everyone else is oppressed. If you are uh, heteronormative, heterosexual, uh, you are oppressor and all the others are oppressed. If you are white, you are an oppressor and everybody else is oppressed to varying degrees because... Uh, if you're Asian, you you are also an oppressor in a way uh, because you are uh, you are still uh, living under or abiding by some of the uh, the oppressive tendencies. And so, somebody like me, I mean, a white Christian heterosexual male, I am like the the uh, the pinnacle of the oppressor 
pyramid. Uh, except for the fact, well, this is if someone were to look at me, except for the fact that I, my great-grandmother was Cherokee. And so, of course, oops, at that point, maybe I, I get some points of, uh, uh, of being the oppressed. Uh, because at the end of the day, right, very, very few people were mistreated to the level of some of the uh, Indian tribes, right, the indigenous tribes that were here long before any white or black or Asian or anybody else. Uh, and so, I don't know, maybe maybe in America, at least, I am the, the supreme apex predator of the oppressed. And I really am at the, I should be, you know, made king of, uh, of America or something because of my Cherokee uh, lineage. See, th this stuff is absolute absurd nonsense, but, but many people buy into it. And the people who Karl Marx, this quote, right, they know that the place to go is education. There is a quote from a, a lady called Wilma Mankiller. Uh, Whoever controls the education of our children controls the future. Uh, I agree. I agree. And this is why education uh, should not be controlled by the state. It should not be controlled by some central federal government. It should not be controlled even, I don't even believe local governments should not control the, the schooling of our children. Guess who should control the schooling of their children? The parents. If the parents come together and say, hey, we don't all want to individually do this. There are some economies of scale here. There are some efficiencies to be gained to hire people and have people that are teachers. We agree on the curriculum. We agree on the, the values we want to put into our children. And so we will set up a school where we will take our children. Uh, fine. But in that, in that scenario, let me just show you something, right? Christians, especially, I want to be talking to because you, know, you think about, think about this, the, the way of thinking, the way of thinking. Uh, yes, we have a school, but the teacher is the employee of the parents, ultimately. A, if there's a principal at that school, some kind of small amount of administration, not this, you know, one-to-one -one administrators to teachers nonsense, or, or even more, right? Sometimes in some places, it's, it's, it's more than that. <laughs> there's more administrators than teachers, um, which is insane. It's, it's bureaucratic. It's exactly what Karl Marx would have loved. Um, but what we need to do is we need to say, no, no, no. Here's what we want our children, the values of our children. Here's the Christian education that our children should have. And here, teacher, go and teach them this. That, that is how it should work. And that should happen on a local level. And that way, if uh, some city starts getting a little crazy in what they want to indoctrinate their children with, they can just move over to the next city across the way here. And maybe their, their, their values are more lined up with, uh, with the parents. You see, that's the issue with why America was founded as a federal republic, right? Constitutional federal republic, where we uh, are supposed to have individual states, and those states are basically sovereign, and the federal government is basically just there for interstate commerce and uh, uh, things like foreign affairs, right? Maybe a maybe a little bit of command over the army, but the army even was, was made up more of the individual 
uh, folks in the States. So again, this is, this is worldview stuff, right? If your worldview is like Marx, and no, there should be a massive state, a massive federal government that controls everything and brainwashes our kids, then um, that's a worldview. And which of those two is more prevalent in the United States? Hmm? Please do tell. Which of those two do we see more in the United States? Think about it. Think about it. Now, you, you and I, we may not like it, and you may live in a state that's less so, maybe it's not quite as bad. But if you go out to, say, California, I mean, they are absolutely willing to take kids away from parents over ide- ideological stuff that uh, has nothing to do with endangering the children. It's just that this is what the state of California has, has determined. It's evil. Uh, and why do I say that's evil? You know, Christians, we might go, oh, well, you know, Jesus didn't say anything about that. Uh, yeah, 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 he did. Um, the Bible says that it's the parent's job to train up the children. Did you know that? Uh, go read your Bible. Train up a child in the way they should go, right? In, in the New Testament, Ephesians says to train up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, right? Parents, train up your children. Children, obey your parents. Uh, God just assumes that the way he set things up with parents ruling over the the home, the father, right, as the head of the home, the mother in partnership together, they are over the children. They raise them up. They teach them. They are responsible for their education. Now, that doesn't mean they can't sub out certain parts of that, but they are the one that's in ultimate control. They go to the school, a parent showing up at the school is a major deal because that's the employer just showed up and the employees better get uh, get, get get their act together, right? And it used to be that way. Um, but again, worldview issues, the worldview issues. Why do I bring this up about education? Because it's one major issue in our society, and it's something that will have to change. I love the uh, the homeschool movement. I love the uh, you know I love the the the, the shoot up of, of, of private schools, you know, Christian schools that are Christ oriented, and Christians have to vet those because sometimes they just slap Jesus on there, and they're just as bad as a public school. They're just as bad as the world. They're they're pro LGBT. They they teach evolution. They're you know all these nonsensical things, and um, again. What, what the public schools have done is, is turned our society into people with a specific worldview. That worldview is atheistic, and that worldview is, uh, if not communist, co- communist, it is definitely leaning that way. We, in our history classes, right, we, we are starting to change uh, how we view history, how we view the, Amer- the American um, experiment, the uh, the founding of the country, uh, all of these things. And again, what is my point? My point is worldview. My point is that Christians need to wake up. Christians need to wake up. We need to start inculcating into our children biblical worldview. The Bible says that the beginning of knowledge and the beginning of wisdom. Both of them are grounded in God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is more than I just want to be saved in eternity. The fear of the Lord is what does God have to say about education? Let's set things up like God would approve. 
What does God have to say about business and business dealings? Let's set things up like God would approve. What does God say about law, jurisprudence? And let's set things up like God would approve. What does God say about morality and what should be tolerated in a Christian nation? Because we want our nation to be Christian or we want our state to be Christian or however big or small the nation is, our community, our city, our county. We want it to be Christian, not Christian in name only, a a, a Sino, right? No, we don't want that. We want real Christianity. Uh, Some of you may be aware that, you know, Matthew Perry he was a you know an actor, comedian, different things, and uh, he uh, he recently died. But I, I watched some clips of him talking about how he kind of got to the pinnacle of success, and one day just realized how empty it was. He thought once he got there, this was going to be it, and he went on to talk about Christian faith and things. But again, worldview, worldview. We need that kind of worldview pushed at a young age. So that young Matthew doesn't even doesn't even really consider that a life away from Christ is going to be fulfilling. We need a worldview pushed in our schools that is glorifying to Jesus Christ. Now that might seem like a major uphill battle, and and okay, but why is it an uphill battle? Because Christians have been too lax for too long, and it's time to start getting back to worldview. It's time to start saying all of Christ for all of life. It's time to start saying things like, hey, the people call them the seven mountains of culture or society. These things need to be things that Christians dominate in. We need Christian culture. We need Christian arts, right? The, the, the entertainment and the arts. We need Christians in media, openly, overt, bowing the knee to Christ, Christians. I'm talking about real Christians here. We need, we need Christ to dominate in Christian churches, which sounds like a, a, an axiom, like a truism. Of course, Christ dominates in Christian churches. Wrong. Many churches do not allow Christ to rule and reign. Many churches avoid preaching against sin. Many churches would uh, not even get into some of the things I've gotten into on this podcast. Many churches are... Uh, filled with leaders that are so pandering to the world and pandering to their constituency and pandering to uh, growth and money and uh, influence that they have watered down their message to the point that it is not even Christian at all. And what we need is we need churches to actually be Christian again, right? Put Christ in the church again would be a nice slogan. Uh, we need Christ in government again. We need uh, we need to clear out the chairs in the Capitol again and have a a just powerful uh, church service in there, one that glorifies Christ and preaches against sin and calls sinners to repentance and is filled with the power and glory of God, and where the Word of God is supreme. And we can we can do that on a Sunday and then put the chairs back and let's get to government business on Monday. Uh, that's what we need. That's what we need. We need organizations that are there as as watchdogs uh, in the legal sphere, for instance, and uh, in, in watching over culture that are filled with Christians, that when we start to see things encroach on our Christian beliefs and our Christian worldview, that we go and we push against them. Uh, because, again, uh, Satan is always working, always, always trying to gain a foothold. 
And I would say he is the thing behind people like Karl Marx, but those like Karl Marx, they are aware. They are awake. They know we got to get these institutions. They know they got to go after the the universities and even all the way down to K5. This is why the Marxist, the evil Marxist LGBT crowd are all LGBT people crazy Marxists as well? No, that's not what I said. I said the evil Marxist LGBT crowd who wants to get into uh, kindergarten and grade school and indoctrinate children with the LGBT ideology, right? And the plus, right? LGBTQ plus, 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 right? All those, all that stuff, they want to get in the schools. That's why I applaud uh, our governor, Governor DeSantis, for standing up and pushing against this nonsense because it's evil and it's trying to indoctrinate. Well, they would probably say educate. We just want to educate. Uh, you know, tomato, tomato, my friend. Kids need to be educated in the Christian worldview and boiling it down all the way to the home. Our homes need to be a place of the Christian worldview. That's how we need to have a revolution, a uh, resurrection of the church as a dominant worldview. Now, taking it all the way back to my original kind of opening, this starts at the individual level. Individuals need to start to take on the worldview of the Bible, a biblical worldview. Search the scriptures. Look at the Bible. What does the Bible say? Are there clues in the Bible about a, a, a better than others economic system, legal system? How, what, what does the Bible say about raising a family? How should it be done? What, what should a marriage look like? What should training and raising up children look like? What, what does the Bible say about the religious sphere and what should be preached and taught? These are all things that individuals have got to get back to. I want a biblical world view. I want a biblical world view. If we had a biblical worldview dominating in the world today, the wars going on in Russia and Ukraine would not be happening. The stuff going on between Israel and Hamas would not be happening. If Christ really was ruling as king in the earth, we would have prosperity. We would have uh, a, a society of peace and love. But he is not just going to come down and wave a magic wand and make it all happen that way. He commanded his disciples, go and make disciples of the nations. Go and make disciples of the nations. Train them, teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. And so, again, I think it's incumbent upon each of us as individuals to begin developing a biblical worldview, to implement that biblical worldview in our closest, right, uh, our, our, our nearest circle of influence, Maybe that's just you right now. Maybe that's you're married with no children. Or maybe maybe you are married and you're raising children. So that would be your, your family right there. We need to implement it. 
We need to have churches that are actually doing this, actually families coming together and really pushing a biblical worldview, a biblical worldview. And then those churches need to begin to impact their communities. We, don't, we should not be satisfied with, oh, look, we've got uh, X, X number of people in our church and we're bringing in money and, ooh, isn't this wonderful? We can't wait till we all make it to heaven together. Uh, I can't wait to see you in heaven either, but uh, I'm going to, to wait <laughs> until the time. And so until then, we need to be influencing, implementing, building. We need to be standing against the wiles of the devil, fighting for the cause of Christ, and building, building the kingdom of God. Jesus said, on this rock, I'll build my church. And then Paul told the Thessalonians, build each up, build one another up. Okay, so if the church is people, we are locking hands and building the church right alongside Jesus Christ. And as that happens, as it grows and goes out and and is implemented and permeates the world, guess what? The world will change. That's what's supposed to happen. So I think we need to change first. We need a a a, a rebirth, a baptism of worldview Christianity, biblical worldview. Christ is meant for more than just me to get, feel good on Sunday, and hopefully one day I can be in heaven with him for eternity. Um, that That is a good start, but we need to allow that to implement, to permeate, to envelop all of these things, <laughs> our entire worldview. I love you guys. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, this is why we do this podcast, right? Your life, God's word, the, the, the word of God applied to all of life. That's the whole point. So welcome any questions, comments. If you've got questions on how, well, how might this look in this sphere, that sphere? Uh, what does God have to say about this issue, that issue? Send them. We, we're right there on Facebook. Redbreakers Church, you can message us with questions and maybe maybe that'll drive an episode here or there. You can email us at podcast at breadbreakers.com with questions. And then a lot of people that, you know, just within the, within our church body, a lot of times will just text me questions <laughs> and stuff. Um, and so we, 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 we welcome those because uh, I, I'm not saying I have all the answers of how every single thing fits, but it's through people developing a biblical worldview and then coming together with those questions and and tackling those things biblically that we will start to pursue it and start to change the world around us i hope uh you are with me in this i hope this is an endeavor that you find is uh is necessary uh to fulfill the commands of jesus christ and we can then rightly pray your kingdom come your your will be done right here on earth we can rightly say hey we're going to make disciples of the nations and thus fulfill uh the the commands of Jesus Christ. Love y'all. God bless you. And we will catch you on the next episode.